Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Hammerlock Hangover in association with the mighty, mighty Hameen Media Group, which powers Channel Attitude and the PWC and our good friends at the Wrestling Soup Network. This is a rare interview that we're doing, and it's with great pleasure that we're doing this because this is for a really good cause, a really worthy cause. And with me is from the National Wrestling Alliance. One half of the NWA U.S. Tag Team Champions, the, t- the team of the country gentlemen, and I have the thoroughbred Anthony Andrews. So how are you, Mr. Andrews? How's it going? I'm doing well. Excited to be on here, man. It's great. So, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, and thanks for, for doing what you're doing, and thanks to William Patrick Corgan, no longer Billy, uh, for what he's doing. Uh, obviously, this must be something that's near and dear to his heart. So just to give a little background, I think maybe we should start with the, uh, the st- usually the star of the event is the wrestlers. But in this case, the star of the event is, it's really the whole town. I mean, the, the whole area yeah. is is part of this, but it's about the kids. So yeah. this, this is called HP Cares for Cooper. That stands for Highland Park and Cooper's Cooper Roberts. He and his twin brother, Luke, were both the victims of some violence. And this is an event to benefit them. Uh, so I think only a thoroughbred can give this the stretch to the need. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened to, uh, Cooper and Luke and, and how the NWA got involved in it. Absolutely. And like you said, usually the wrestlers or the stars were in no way as big as stars as Cooper, Luke, uh, his mom. And I heard about the, the things that his dad did during the, the event as well. Those guys are way bigger stars, a lot stronger than we are, uh, a lot more powerful. Because I guarantee you, most of the people, if they went through what Cooper had to go through, uh, wouldn't have the that outlook that he has. So if you look, there's a, an article in People magazine about the situation, what happened, and the way that Highland Park really stepped up to, to help and support him and kind of cheer Cooper on. And that's what we want to do. For William Corgan, it's a huge event. Uh, just like when we came in a couple months ago and did 312 uh, in Studio One, it's right there in the center of Highland Park as well. It was a really big event for him, and he gets very emotional when he talks before the event because this affected his community, and it's about people feeling safe, going back out, enjoying entertainment, enjoying events, and Cooper's the biggest example of that. Uh, I was reading through his story, and I'll be honest, I actually had to uh, listen to an audio version of his story because I couldn't keep reading it without crying trying to read this article in People magazine. He went through so much. Uh, he was hit. He is uh, he is in a wheelchair, and just the outlook that he has. His mom said that he's swimming. He's going to swimming lessons, and he's yeah, he's an incredible kid. And so many people would take this, and it would devastate him, but. From what she says, his outlook, he's still so happy. I'm excited to meet him this weekend. That's honestly the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. There can be championship matches, all these things, but I'm looking forward to meeting Cooper and just experiencing that that excitement that he has. Because she said he goes out, he does his swimming lessons, he used to play soccer, so we wanted to find another outlet to be active. Uh, and just his brother Luke and him, she was saying, have gotten so much closer after it happened. Because he doesn't want Luke to feel like he's missing out on anything. He tells him, Hey, you can go to the park. You can play. You can do all these things. And Luke's like, no, I'm, I'm your brother. If you can't go, I don't want to go. 
So all of the, they stick together and that's really what the entire, entire event is about. And I'm starting to see more and more. That's what Highland Park is about. And that's why William Corgan is so uh, excited for this event. And he's entrenched in the community because they have that outlook. Like this happened and everyone stepped up to kind of contribute to GoFundMe, to help with donations to Connor, all of these things. And uh, his mom was saying in the interview, people have asked if they wanted to move away from Highland Park because she moved there. She thought it was safe. She thought it was a good place to be. And she's like, after this event, it would be one thing, but the way that the community stepped up to help. And then now with the donations, the, the show that we're running on Saturday, all of these things, the way the community has gotten behind their family, she says she can't imagine living anywhere else. And it just blows my mind when I go there. Everyone's so friendly. Everyone's nice. And everyone just keeps putting on these events and donations and charity events to help the community get through it and help them understand like, hey, that's why we're coming to Chicago. Hey, we're going to have this event. It's going to be a good time. We're going to make sure it's safe. We're going to make sure everyone has fun. That's excellent. So Highland Park is in Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. I believe it's on uh, you go up North Shore Drive. That's that famous street uh, where you, where Al Bundy, the, the fountain is at, and the <laughs> old Soldier Field, and you just keep on going north and awesome. eventually get to Highland Park. But about a year ago, uh, there was a 4th of July parade in Highland Park, and there was a mass shooting. So everyone probably remembers that. Seven people were killed. And the youngest wounded was an eight-year-old boy. That's Cooper Roberts. His brother, Luke, was also uh, injured. So I guess they're nine now. Uh, Cooper was shot in the back. He's had a year of intensive rehabilitation and multiple surgeries, which is you know more than any kid should have to go through. Sadly, lots do. Um, but luckily for this one, he's got a community behind him and an extended community behind him. Um, and so, again, kudos to you know, Highland Park, but also to NWI president, uh, Billy Corgan. I don't know who's listening to the show that doesn't know this, but just in case, Billy Corgan is the same Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. He's uh, acquired NWA, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago, um, and has been working on it ever since. Um, does he have a direct tie to Highland Park? Is he a Chicago guy? Oh, yes. So he lives in Chicago, and right across the street from where uh, we're filming at Studio One, is Madame Zuzu's. And so that's their restaurant and everything. So yeah, he's in that community. That is his home. Excellent. Yeah, that's uh, too, too bad that uh, Colt, Colt Cabana, who was in NWA year one, isn't still yeah. there. He, he's, uh, he's in that part of the world as well. And I'm sure he'd love to be involved if he could. Anyway, can't speak exactly. for him. So yeah, so what's happening here is that there's going to be two days of events and uh yeah, I'll let you run through them. I've got the details so we can help each other out if, if either of us is, but it's July 8th and 9th. We're recording this on the 6th, so a little bit of time for you to, folks to get your tickets and your donations. There's raffles and all sorts of things like that. If you're in the area, it's a free event, but donations are encouraged. And if you uh, purchase VIP tickets with a donation of $75 or more, you're going to get some better seats reserved for you. But for everyone else, it's, uh, you know, I guess uh, come as you, uh, you know, not standing room only, but first come, first serve. Um, but yeah. yeah, so tell us a little bit about the events and, and you know, what the involvement is going to be of the wrestlers. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, like you said, it's open to the entire community. It's free for general admission. 
Uh, but that's what we want. We want everyone there. Uh, the first day is going to be HP Cares for Connor, and he is the star of the show. We have a ton of title matches. I know Camille is putting her uh, women's championship on the line. Uh, AJ and I, the country gentlemen, will be defending the U.S. Tag Team Championships against the Savages. Uh, that's actually who we faced at 312 uh, the last time that we were in Chicago. So we fought them the, let's see, night two of Crockett Cup as well. And so they're going for a rematch. I know we're going to do the same thing that we've done all over the country. Uh, we've defended these championships in uh, 11 states in six months. So nice. we're looking forward to, yeah, defend those championships. And like you said, uh, Connor's going to be the big star of the entire night. That's what I'm looking forward to. What did I say? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah, for Cooper. I know what type it is. We're so trained with WWE Connor's QR that, that uh, exactly. you know, wrestling sure. Yeah, but, uh, don't want to give – yeah, Cooper – um, but Cooper, yes, both uh, extremely uh, motivational people. But yes. Cooper is the star of this event, and I'm excited to look over every time that we need a little bit of help and drawing from his excitement. We want to make sure he's having a good time the entire night. And then night two, we're actually doing tapings at Studio One, and those uh, those tickets are on sale. Uh, I think the we had a special sale going on for the fourth, but I think that has ended. I, I'm not 100% sure, so there was a code July 4. If you want to try that, I'm not sure if that's still available. Uh, but the July 9th is going to be uh, the TV tapings for NWA Power, and we're doing those at Studio One. Those matches haven't been announced yet. A lot of that's going to play off of what happens during uh, night one. Sure. Yeah, so I, I, you know, obviously one match is going to lead to another. Hey can't get championship matches if you lose in the preliminaries. Exactly. We got to see who we face after we beat the Savages on night one. Right, so. exactly. And don't go messing with the country boy. So th this is audio, but obviously the country gentleman, it sort of speaks for itself. And Thoroughbred, you you, know, you would think a horse is involved or a horseman or a cowboy. And I, I can vouch that uh, Anthony Andrews is wearing, indeed wearing a cowboy hat and some cowboy boots, and he looks comfortable in them. The Texas cowboy boots every time I'm out here in Texas. So, yeah, hey. it's a good time. And then Savages, they, they fit their name, too. It's Bulletproof Troop, uh, who has an extensive MMA background. And then Jack Stane, he's a NWA heavyweight champion, former tag champ. Oh, sure. Online, so that's going to be a good fight. Yeah, no, there's no, there's nothing Jack Stan hasn't done in the NWA. And little story about Bulletproof Troop, I don't know him, but both of my co-hosts at the PWC know him, and he's well known at the Hameen Media Group. So, uh, you know, they might have mixed allegiances. I don't, because I I, ah, I know, appreciate that. You know, obviously, I'm below the Mason Dixon line, so and, and uh, you know, the, the country needs more gentlemen. So, you know, and. And plus, Jack Stane, come on. I mean, he's, <laughs> can't, can't, it's, it's always a hard fight, but I mean, we're going we're gonna to beat him again just the way we did the first two times. So I can't see him coexisting with anyone for too long anyway. He's, he's that's my unique. thing. Yeah. If you want to understand how, how cohesive he is in a tag team, just go ask Crimson, and he'll explain to you. It's like I'm sure we'll see with Bulletproof Troop. That's, and he wears a fur vest in the summer. It's so hot. I don't know how he does it. I don't either. I mean that. I mean that's not savage. That's just like you know. It's like you don't want to lose your best vest or something. Exactly. Exactly. Be like Siberian, like rhinoceros or woolly mammoth or something. That, that 
that pellet. It's probably something that Chris Silvio acquired for him, and then I'm sure there's some reason that he has that vest on during. It hasn't paid off with us, but he's not going to pull the Siberian wolf wool over arms. Well, again, Chris so- <laughs> Silvio, not known to me, but a friend of the other two principals at the PWC and a friend of the Hami Media Group. But again, not me. I've got that. I can put up those those Chinese walls and those barriers again. So uh, and I know Silvio is a lawyer and I'm a lawyer, too. So uh, oh. I'm not sure if he just plays one on TV, but, uh, you know, I don't no, know. I mean, he has an extensive knowledge. So every time we have to prepare, go in for a fight. And that's honestly what I think they're they're banking on every time, especially with so many rapid fire championship matches as we travel around so much. AJ and myself, he's been overseas just a couple months ago. Uh, like I said, between the two of us defend these things, 11 states in six months. Uh, and I think they're just, they're trying to get more and more championship matches. Chris Silvio's uh, just kind of going to bat for them and getting them these matches, which is kind of surprising time after time after time when we beat them. And they're just hoping that we're tired and exhausted when we come into Chicago. But yeah, the thoroughbred route from Bullhead Ranch, we don't get tired. Well, so. he's doing his job. Take notes, Mark Sper- Sterling. Um, he he must be the same agent for uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. They could gain championship matches too. I think I've never see them win one. Anyway, exactly. So, as the NWA US Tag Team Champions, does that put you as number one contenders for the NWA Tag Team Champions World? Tag? Yes, yes. So that's what we're looking forward to, and we don't know what's around the corner as far as seventy five is coming up in August. That will be in St. Louis, mm-hmm. I believe. The twenty sixth and twenty seventh, we're heading back to the Chase uh, for NWA seventy five. So. I don't know what's coming around the corner, but we keep successfully defending the NWA United States Tag Team Championships, and that would put us in line for Law Rebellion. Now, I understand. That's a match that I'm excited for. Yeah, I understand that whatever they put in front of you, you guys are just going to knock them down. You you don't care. And then it's Miller time. But, you know, (laughs) maybe you need your own Chris Silvio to say, hey, stop putting these, these roadblocks and the same roadblocks. It's like Groundhog Day, you know get our title match. I mean, what what would Cooper and Luke want to see more than a couple of ass-kicking cowboys take those titles from La Rebellion? I mean, come on, the guys, El Bestia, 666 on his forehead? That, that's that's not right. That seems wrong. Exactly, exactly. And a mechanical wolf, those <laughs> two, I mean, it's going to be a fight for us. But, yeah, whenever they step across that ring, we got them dead to rights. So What's this, Transformers, Mechanical Wolf? What's he talking okay. about? <laughs> But, yeah, no, we're definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be a fight because those guys are high flyers. They can move, but they're some big old boys. So we're looking forward to that fight when it eventually comes. More than that, they've held those titles off and on for a long time, so they know how they know how to defend championships. Yeah, I believe it was my second or third show uh, with the NWA. I've only been there for uh, just over a year now. And so uh, – they won those championships and they've held them ever since. And then we got ours in January and no one's been able to defeat us. So I think everyone will be looking forward to that match. Well, you know something about defending championships as well. So let's read some of the other names that's going to be on, on this card that uh, folks can see. Obviously you've already mentioned the NWA world's women's champion, the brick house Camille, uh, the winners of the 2023 Crockett cup tournament, big Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch former heavyweight champion himself, 
NWA National Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Control Your Narrative, EC3. Then, of course, yourselves, the country gentleman, AJ Kazana, and the thoroughbred Anthony Andrews, uh, NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, M95, Maddie and Missa Kate, the NWA Women's Television Champion, Kenzie Page, and there's a whole lot of pages out there, so uh, she's she's usually not alone. Joe Alonso, yeah. the thrillbilly Silas Mason, he's usually with Poyo Lamar. <laughs> Natalia Markova, a little bit of a distraction there. Robert Anthony, uh, Jay Bradley, and many more. And whenever Robert Anthony's around, you can't rule out Scion, can you? That's true. I don't know. He'll probably be there at some point this weekend. As far as thrillbilly, though, I don't know if you saw it, Crockett Cup. He stepped right over Poyo Domar after uh, losing to EC3. So I'm going to be paying attention to what happens there. It's uh, kind of rude to see a lady knocked down, just step right over her without offering to help. So oh, vengeance. She's, Not my yeah, she's pretty torn up about that. So, yeah, there's a lot of excitement. Like you said, the women's tag team champions, uh, Maddie, I've wrestled with forever down in San Antonio. Uh, she's from out here in Texas, and she's an incredible talent. She's been all over the country, uh, so many different promotions. So that one will be an exciting match. And just everyone that they have there. I think uh, Tom's going to be here as well, right? Tom Latimer defending his championship. Says many more. Hopefully, Tom Latimer. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if Camille's there, Tom should be there. I don't know. It, uh, you know, uh, I don't see Tyrus's name or Chris Adonis, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be there. I'm sure there's always going to be some surprises held back in in um, reserve, and I'm sure at the uh, for the power uh, tapings, I'm, I'm sure they'll have you know all the players. By the way, I know this is not uh, about them, but uh, about him. But how is Black G's doing? I I have not heard from him since uh, before the last show, but everyone's rooting for him. I see him posting a lot online. He has a uh, a show coming up as well. I'll have to double check and make sure that that date didn't already pass, but I've been sharing all of his flyers for that as well. We're all rooting for him. And if you're able to go on, he has a GoFundMe as well. And like I said, he is having a show that's a fundraiser for him as well. Right. So we're all rooting for him. We talked about it before the last show, uh, and everyone's just hoping that he, he gets better and fights back strong. And if you've ever met G's, he's got a lot of fight in him. He's a fun guy to be around, but he's he's got a lot of fight. You can tell as soon as you talk to him for just a couple minutes. He has a great personality, and so, yeah, we're definitely all rooting for him. Excellent. So the proceeds for the Roberts twins, it's going to go towards one, making the home accessible, making uh, alterations to the home. Uh, Cooper is right now in a wheelchair. I'm not sure about Luke, but it's also going to go for medical care. And that medical care can get expensive insurance or not insurance, copays, um, spe- specialized treatments, experimental treatments. Sometimes they're not covered at all or, or to a lesser extent. Uh, depending on what type of insurance they have, hopefully they have some, you know, there, there may be a, a strict network and maybe he needs a specialist in other words. So, so, you know, everyone's hoping for a full recovery and a swift recovery, but medical care is something that could be ongoing and could be forever. Even if he makes as full a recovery as possible, he's, it's probably going to be monitored closely and, and they're going to need those funds. So it's definitely a great cause. So even if you can't make the show, uh, you should uh, consider donating or partaking in any of the raffles, et cetera, et cetera. So 
Let me just get some of the details. So Saturday, Saturday January 8th, the doors open at 1 p.m. Uh, there, there's free events, uh, free tickets. The event kicks off at 2. Uh, I believe we said this, but it's the Recreation Center of Highland Park, which is at 1207 Park Avenue, West Highland Park, Illinois, 60035. Tickets are at NWA Ticks. That's one word. It's N-W-A-T-R-L capitalized. I-X is lowercase dot com. Um, tickets are for HB Cares for Cooper, uh, and they're available starting, well, in the past June 20th. So we already know that. Um, show's free, but if you want to secure VIP seats in the first or second rows, you can reserve those uh, for a minimum donation at $75. Again, nwatix.com. In addition to reserving tickets, attendees are invited to contribute any amount of money as a donation to the special event. Donations can be made at the venue or electronically via a QR code that can be scanned using your phones. Event sponsorships are available, uh, as is a raffle, and these will all benefit Cooper Roberts and his family. What else is going to happen? The NWA Power tapings. That's Power with three R's for those who don't know. Obviously, I'm a little bit behind on on, uh, my YouTubing. Um, That's Sunday, July 9th. I'm so sad about Silas and Poyo. I thought thought those two kids really had a chance. Um, Oh, I love those two together. (laughs) I mean, you know, I wasn't as broken up about uh, Aaron and May, you know, for that's true. I was heartbroken for May. She's she's such a sweet girl. But if Poyo needs someone to watch her back, she can just let the country gentleman know. Nice. We'll be happy to come out there with her. Excellent. Well, that that's all right. Well, Poyo, you should take advantage of that. I think um, the taping the doors open at one o'clock for the first block, with the show commencing at two p.m. For the second block, doors open at five p.m., followed by a show at six o'clock. So basically, doors open an hour early before the show. Uh, This is at the Recreation Center of Highland Park Studio One, which is located at 1799 Green Bay Road, Highland Park. So don't let the name fool you. Studio One is a different location. Um, So, yeah, and tickets start at $24.95. So I think I've covered the important aspects of the details and the logistics. There's also exclusive merchandise if you want to get. So let's talk a little bit about you. Um, well, real quick, I do just want to mention as far as uh, just the entire situation with Cooper, his mom mentions in that article I was talking about, she was the breadwinner of the family. She was also uh, injured during the shooting. Oh, really? So all of these, there are extensive medical bills. This is all, uh, and I mean, there's so many for Cooper, but the entire family has medical bills now. She was the main breadwinner. And so... I hope all of their medical bills get covered, everything, all the the renovations to the home that they need. And honestly, I hope they're able to use some of it just to to breathe a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Like I know this is a, a heavy topic, but every once in a while, they they need kind of a let up. So I hope that this event, especially all the wrestlers, I know we're going to be talking to Cooper all day, hanging out. So I hope it's a little bit of a, a sigh of relief and feels a little bit like normalcy for him because they need that too. To me, that's going to be my focus the entire day is making sure the entire family and that Cooper is having fun because that's what we want to bring back to the community. And that's what we want to bring to their family is being out in public again, knowing it's safe and knowing that you can have fun. And through all of that was worth it for him because he gets to be a kid again and enjoy it. Amen, brother. Yeah. Those kids have to be allowed to be kids. 
from, from yeah. time to time. Yeah. And the mom needs to be just a mom and also the mom needs a break. So it looks like, uh, yeah. you know, someone once said it takes a village and it sounds like they actually have a village, maybe a bigger village because Highland Park is a pretty big town. Uh, yeah. And now it's extended uh, thanks to Mr. Corgan and the NWA and, you know, all the enthusiastic talent that's, that's definitely – uh, interested in helping out and being a part of it, which is great. I, I mean, thanks to everyone involved. Um, so you're a Texas guy, born and bred? No. So I'm originally from Georgia, lived in Georgia until uh, actually 29. Uh, it was the last year that I was there, did a bodybuilding show, powerlifting competitions, all this stuff, and then picked up and moved out to Houston, Texas. I love Texas. It is honestly my favorite state I've ever been to. <laughs> I I enjoy a lot of states when I go. Something about Texas, especially Houston, uh, it's when wrestling really took off for me. It was a huge change, and just everyone so they're they're friendly, but more so they're they're motivated. Everyone has this drive and focus, and I really I enjoy it. It's a big beautiful, great state. So I love Texas. Yeah. I hear a lot of the big tech companies are relocating from uh, the San Francisco uh, area back into, uh, well, not back into, but into Texas. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends in Colorado and they were annoyed because a lot of the tech would move, especially like the people who work there would move over to Colorado. And then that got uh, overpopulated. And now a lot of people are moving to Texas. Like you said, a lot of companies, they like the Austin area and all that. So, yeah, we have a ton of people out here now, but the crazy thing is there's so much room. You can drive almost a full day and still be in Texas. Well, I've, <laughs> I've, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I have friends up in the Northeast that they'll live around, like, the tip of Virginia or, like, the D.C. area, Baltimore area. Hmm? And they're like, oh, we can drive six hours and you can be in so many different states. Right. I'm like, oh, Texas, you can drive twelve and be in the same state. You haven't left yet. Yeah, if I got lucky, I could I could drive north and I could get Delaware, Jersey, New York, Connecticut, uh, probably uh, Rhode Island and Clip, Massachusetts, and maybe have a chance of getting into uh, New Hampshire as well. Yeah, that's crazy to me because I love I love that area too. I've been to Baltimore, have some friends in Baltimore, uh, and then like wrestling and all of that. And then my uh, dad's entire side of the family is from Long Island, New York. So I love going up there to visit. All right. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Long Island boy. I was there from one to 17. So where, whereabouts? Nice. Uh, Massapequa Park. Okay. Yeah. I went to Limbrook High School. Oh, okay. I'm not sure of the high schools. Is that close by or is that uh, part of it? Massapequa is probably, it's probably about eight to 10 miles east, but it's still okay. Nassau County. Um, yeah, Limbrook is close to. Uh, do you remember the old Green Acres Mall Valley Stream? I don't. I don't. I wasn't up there much at all, except to go visit during the holidays. Basically, we we abut Rosedale, which is where Queen starts, uh, and uh, okay. So yeah, the the Valley Stream Mall was pretty big for a while. But you know, I, obviously, I'm much older than you, so it's <laughs> the name. No, and that may have been. One of the ones my cousins would just take us and we go walking, which we never did in Georgia. Like it was nothing was you would just walk to it and we'd walk to like either malls or there were like strips and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I always enjoyed going there. And then we went to Manhattan, which is amazing. My oldest cousin lived there. Uh, he worked on Wall Street and lived 
like right off of Wall Street, basically. And so we're walking around Manhattan. He's like, oh, you have to go here, here. It's three in the morning. You go down and get a slice of pizza and a canola. I was like, this is an amazing city. Right. And he no. always says it's the, the capital of the world. So It might be. It's it's a nice place to visit. I wouldn't want to live there. Um, that's true. That's true. Where do you do your training? Uh, so in Georgia, there's a guy, Marvelous Michael Stevens and Sam Slaughter. They're the ones who originally trained me. Uh, Marvelous Michael Stevens I teamed with for oof, nine, eight or nine years, almost 10 years, uh, and still go out. I actually wrestled him last month. Okay. Uh, yeah, in Georgia. So that's originally where I started. Uh, and then I was lucky enough to work with people during that time, like Bill Barons, who's with NWA, Sal Renaro. Uh, a lot of those guys kind of helped me early on, helped get me ready for TV. It's, it's a completely different product. And I found as I traveled around, uh, even when I went out to Houston at first for a couple of years, I worked for Booker T at Reality Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And him and his producers and guys would be like, man, you already, you have certain things down. There's, we can always cut to your face if there's a lull in the match because you're, you're doing something the entire time. And all that just comes from those early years of working TV with people who would work TV on a high level. Right. And so it's crazy. There's a lot of guys who come out of schools now, like Booker T school and all that. And they're used to it because they train for TV and comparing it to, to different promotions, different things like that. You can see that some of them are set up. They're used to looking for cameras. They're used to uh, working a certain style. And so it's, it's really helpful, but that's mainly what helped me was early on just traveling around Georgia and being lucky enough to work with some of those people. Now, I know that you have the perfect partner now, but let's just say that that wasn't around temporarily. Wait, what happened to AJ? Why why are you, we have a big match this weekend. You're trying to take away my cousin. It's the Grays. The Grays took him. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not the reptilians this time. So, so let's, who who would it be, whether it's someone that you face that you really respect or someone that you worked with before, like, in an emergency, in that kind of situation, who would you call upon? So in an emergency, obviously, it's going to be Marvelous Michael Stevens. Right. I've wrestled with him for so long. Everything is second nature. Even when we go in there and fight, it's always a crazy battle because we know everything the other one's going to do. It's every single time. It's an amazing match, everything. So it would be him uh, as far as in the NWA right now. Honestly, it would probably be Thrillbilly okay. because just his style is so smooth. He's a big old boy. I am not a small man. And that guy is just a big old boy. He's going to be, he's going to be beyond huge in the NWA and anything that he decides to do. If you just sit down and talk to him, he's very interesting to talk to. Uh, and yeah, he's just exciting to watch. Like you can see him in promos. You can see him on news channels. He's always, you want to watch him. It's exciting. And he, he probably has my favorite moment of the entire Smashing Pumpkins Australia tour, <laughs> where there was a, a knight in full armor, and Silas has a whip in his hand. And he's tr- trying to hit the guy with the whip, right. hit his opponent with the whip, and the knight steals the whip from him. Thrillbilly's so hot-headed, he turns around and slaps him right in the face <laughs> and forgets he's wearing full armor. Smashes the sand all up. It's the craziest moment of the entire match. But they were wrestling in front of a castle, so 
yeah. it, it was fitting. I, I actually saw parts of that show. Um, yeah. yeah. So how was that, the the tour? I mean, I understand that NWA sort of like, you know, it, you know, I, I guess sort of piggybacked a little bit on, on Smashing Pumpkins or maybe vice versa. Maybe Smashing Pumpkins piggybacked on NWA. And, and you went to some big cities, but you also went to like Wagga Wagga which I know for a fact isn't that big a place because I just spoke to George Mitrovic, who's a, who's, you know, he's a, he's a paranormal investigator. He's written a hundred books and he's in Wagga Wagga, Australia. And the only reason I remember that is because I watched one of the shows and I'm there in Wagga Wagga. And, and then I spoke to someone who was doing a commentary for an an impact show on Wagga Wagga. Uh, Yeah. Which was weird. Uh, So also in Wagga Wagga is all over my world, a place I hadn't heard of. A month ago, um, so- Wagga Wagga is going to be the next capital of wrestling. It's like making Georgia. When you listen to any old wrestling uh, interviews or read any of the old books, Flair Anderson will talk about it. Batista talks about his match in making Georgia. Mm-hmm. It was just this weird center of wrestling for so long, <laughs> and then Armstrong exactly. Yeah, I, I went to I went to college in Georgia, so I I and that was. In the '80s, so you know that was sort of the uh, well, the golden year. They actually call it the golden year, so I, I guess I can call yeah. it the golden years too. Um, so yeah, how was the how was the Australian tour? Have you ever been to Australia before? So I didn't go on the Australian tour. No. The NWA US Tag Champs. We had a lot of commitments already here uh, in the right. US. US. So while Rebellion went, they they defend their championship there. Uh, we were defending, like I said, a lot of just different states here at home, uh, but. As far as I understand, it was a great tour. That's one of the things I love. And Smashing Pumpkins, I believe, have already announced their tour for the U.S. Uh, I believe we're going to be doing a few dates with those tours as well. And the thing that I like is Billy or uh, Corgan is very big, specifically on NWA is not a side attraction for these shows. So we've all been to festivals where over in the side, there's kind of some wrestling or maybe in the parking lot, there's wrestling before the show, during the show, after, something like that. Every single time it's set up, it's in the center of where the concert is. It's a huge attraction and none of the bands play because Corgan wants to watch wrestling. Right. Corgan loves wrestling. He has a huge mind for it, knows a lot of the history. He has so many ideas and he just loves it. That's actually how I started with the NWA. Was I, I had never been there before. I had one match and I thought it was just a, a small match that I gave it my all and we'll see what happened. I got a text message saying, Hey, Corgan saw your match. He loved everything. I thought it was just people being nice saying that he liked everything. They invited me to the next show and he stopped talking to someone that was very important and walked straight over to me. And he was like, Hey, I saw your match. You're exactly what we want here. You're the style of wrestling. I'm really excited to have you be a part of the company with us. Because he watches all of the matches. He watches everything that goes out on his product, and it's the same way on those tours. All of the bands stop playing. The wrestling ring is in the center of everything, and he wants all the focus on those shows. So it's not some side attraction. He's excited, and so the NWA has this huge platform because everyone knows who the Smashing Pumpkins are. Everyone knows who Corgan is. So everyone's excited for it. And then we have such entertaining characters like Silas. When Tyrus is there, it's everyone knows who Tyrus is. You have people like Tom Latimer and Camille 
I mean, Camille is just bringing in new fans all the time because as soon as they see her, she's such a, a distinct personality mm-hmm. that people are, I have friends who have told me and they're grown up friends and they're like, I want to be like Camille when I grow up as soon as they see her. Because that's something, that's what the NWA brings. You have two big, strong cowboys coming out there and everybody's yelling for us. So even if they're not looking forward to the wrestling, we draw them into it because Corgan gives us that stage and gives us that platform. It's uh, it's the Yellowstone effect. There you go. The, the, yeah. The, have, that whole, have that whole thing. Yeah, that's. I think that's great. Um, but that's why you have to win the world tag team champion. So next time they go to Australia or Asia or wherever and does more tours, uh, you guys can come on that one. And, you know, it's sort of unfair that you have to just defend the U.S. belts and they're all, you know, going to Perth or Melbourne or whatever. Galvin. I mean, we are in the best, best country in the world, so I oh, guess yeah. if we don't have to go to a world country like Australia. Australia. But I did just get my passport renewal, so it just makes sense to big old cowboys come riding into Japan or Mexico, wherever. It, to me, it makes perfect sense. So it worked pretty good. We'll Blackjack Mulligan and Doctor Death and, and Hanson, and so uh, yeah, it's a big old big old cowboys uh, do, big in Japan. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's honestly one of the places that I I want to go. Those are like my top two: are Japan and Australia. Those are the ones that I would be excited to go into. That's really cool. How about the UK? Oh, I would love the UK. I've had a lot of friends who have gone over. And just love wrestling there. Uh, so Sugar Dunkerton, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's traveled over, just set up all of his own stuff. And everyone was so welcoming that he posts about it constantly. He'll wrestle with GCW in a lot of places. And he constantly brags on the UK because once he went over and he would train while he wasn't doing shows. And they were just so welcoming. Uh, I believe there's a kid, Jaden Newman, uh, from Tennessee that just went over or he might be about to go over. Same thing. They're just, they're setting them up well. They want to make sure people succeed when they come over. And on the flip side from uh, Finland, I have a friend that I wrestled with a few years ago in Hood Slam. Uh, His name's Miko Maestro. And he just moved to Illinois. And so he's here doing shows. So there's, there's a good exchange back and forth. So definitely the UK would be fun as well. Right. Well, I'm sure the Finland wrestling scene must be uh, off the hook. That's honestly, I want to go over there and see because his style of wrestling was very interesting when we teamed together at Hood Slam. So I'm like, I want to, I want to head that way at some point and see. Used to wrestling trolls and elves and things. Exactly. <laughs> All the mythical lore that we'll have to face before we get to the match. Absolutely. All right. So you, your first stop is you're being challenged by the savages. Uh, now, after you defeat them, you have any idea, you know, uh, what's next? Is is there another match where whoever wins that match, you sort of know that you're in the crosshairs or they're in your crosshairs? If Silvio has anything to say about it, I assume the next night will be the Savages. Again. But assuming he doesn't pull any backroom deals, uh, we're not really sure who we're facing, and that's part of it with traveling around is we just we get so used to coming in and whoever they put us against we have to be ready for them. I know AJ trains a lot. I know that's all I do is I'm here training, doing shows and it's to be ready for everyone that comes our way. There's so many people. You mentioned uh Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch. They won the Crockett Cup. 
and we fought them in Chicago right before the Crockett Cup. And it was, they are a different level of strong. When Knox grabs you, it's surprising. You can be looking right at him, and as soon as he gets his hands on you, he's just a different kind of strong. Same thing with Trevor Murdoch, where they can just yank you around. That's a lot different fight for us because we're used to being those guys. We're big old country strong, used to throwing bales of hay. We're used to grabbing boys up and throwing them around, but it's it's a lot different. We actually didn't see a finish to that match because the Savages came out, jumped us during it. Uh, the Fixers came out and jumped uh, Murdoch and Knox. So we actually didn't get to see who would win out of that match. So that's something that's interesting to me. We started in Chicago. That would be an interesting match, especially because we're not too happy that we got knocked out of the Crockett Cup. Right, yeah. So, so that's, that's not right. That's a lot of five slam drama yeah. in, in one ring at one time or one floor. Um, what is your favorite late night place to eat that like is sort of like nationwide? Ooh, I mean, there's so many. So nationwide, I'll say I enjoy, uh, and they, they still don't go to all the areas. Uh, I mean, I love certain things after shows, like In-N-Out Burger is a big favorite of mine. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm weird. I like Applebee's afterwards. Okay. Uh, but honestly, a big thing, and it's why I love, I don't do a lot of show in te- uh, shows in Texas anymore. RCW down in San Antonio and TSW uh, up here in Dallas. Those are really the only two. But once I get done with a show in Texas, I can drive pretty much no matter where I'm at, I can find a Bucky's. Okay. And I don't know if you've had Bucky's, but it is incredible. It's like a just a, a Walmart sized gas station that always has clean bathrooms. You can get actual hot food made uh, and it's good food. Like I would never tell someone to eat at a gas station. This is actual quality food. You can buy Bucky shirts, tumblers, all these things. So Bucky's is a different level. And of all places, because I'm originally from Macon, Warner Robins in Georgia, they built a Bucky's in Warner Robins, nice. which blew my mind. Because I used to have to travel. Uh, I'm a big fan of Chipotle. Okay. I used to have to travel two, two and a half hours to get to the closest Chipotle. What about Cadoba? Is, is it okay or not? Oh, Cadoba. Okay. Yeah, there's one uh, a little ways, like 15 minutes away from where I'm at now. I love Cadoba, and they're in a lot of airports, so yeah. I can get decent food there. But that's how far away I had to go, and now they have everything. It's Chipotle. As soon as I moved away, Chipotle, <laughs> they have all these places. They got a Bucky's of all places. But yeah, Bucky's is by far my favorite after show. So hopefully it's not a pattern. You you leave somewhere and then it gentrifies and it you know gets all spruced up. Maybe that's that's why they were just waiting for me to get out of the neighborhood, and then they can class it up finally. Ah, Spucky sounds too good to be true, but uh, it sounds like something that I, I may have to try at some point. Just to, on your on your word, on your word. There you go. If you see one, give it a shot. That's give it a shot. That's right. All right. Let's give one more shout out to the to the show. All the particulars. Uh, I guess re- remind the folks uh, where they can go, how they can support. Etc. All, all of all of the promotional stuff that, that I know that uh, well, you cut promos partly for a living. So let, let's hear it. Give it. Absolutely. And this Saturday we're going to help. All right, sorry. We're going to help Cooper out. He's going to be the star of our show right there at the HP Recreation Center. 
Uh, so be sure to come on out. We're going to take on the Savages and defend the NWA United States Tag Team Championships like we have all over the country. And then the next night, we're going to be at Studio One. You can be a part of history because those are going to be the TV tapings for NWA Power. So you can see yourself every week that we are those NWA Power tapings. So come on out. Let's round. All right. Excellent. It's a good cause. Everyone, thank you to our guest, of course, the Thoroughbred, Anthony Andrews of The Country Gentleman. Thanks to the NWA and William Corgan for doing this. Folks, support HP uh, Cares for Cooper um, and the whole uh, Roberts family. Don't forget Luke, Mom, Kylie. um, And support it if you can. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Uh, hopefully your your cuz partner does arrive because uh, you got to defend those titles then go on for those world titles so you can get the, those nice plus travel arrangements and see a great concert like, you know, every other night. Absolutely. I jam out to it in my car. I've got to be there to see it live, just like everyone else should be. And definitely look for that. It's the world is a vampire tour. Well, the world is a vampire. We all know that. So, all right. Well, the Hammerlock Hangover, the Wrestling Soup Network, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, and the Hummy Media Group, which powers Channel Attitude, all thanks you uh, for uh, being part of it. And uh, anytime you're around, well, we're virtual. So anytime you want to be around, just reach out. Always happy to talk to you. And good luck in the matches. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll see everybody this weekend. All right. Thanks.